Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day you're watching this video, and welcome to the first ever Love Island Sunburn. I'm Ian Leggett, a TV and culture writer uh, with National World. And I'm Chelsea Rocks, also a TV and culture writer with National World. And we're here to dive into the real questions which have washed up since Love Island 2021 began a week ago. God, time has flown by. Each week, Chelsea and I will be bringing you all the weekly gloss on Villa Life, looking beyond the tan lines and text and into the format of the show. We're going to be delving into topics such as diversity, mental health, and sexual taboos. And we're also going to be looking at whether Love Island is still relevant and popular in a post-pandemic world. And most importantly, if season seven has what it takes to win us all over again. Um, you see, this question matters the most because with the death of three people related to the show, that is including the tragic death of former host Caroline Flack and the decline in viewing figures so far in the season, there is also this first for change for representation on TV. So we're going to be asking the question, has Love Island lost its place in the sun? Has it had its time in the sun? So this week, we're going to be looking into what it takes for Love Island to become the national TV sensation that we have known to love in recent years. What is that magic formula for success behind a hit series? So first of all, let's find out what Chelsea and I have made of this season. It's been a topsy-turvy start. Uh, we've had two new bombshells arrive, a day three surprise dumping that no one suspected, uh, numerous mentions of um, foot fetishes, to put it lightly, and uh, enough boring Brad chat that's put the nation to sleep. So Chelsea, how have you found Love Island being back? Um, has it been everything you've hoped it to be? Well, for me, Ian, it has been a rocky start to Love Island's time in the sun. Um, I would say for me, it got off to quite a poor start. Um, Aaron choosing Shannon, who didn't step forward for him, I felt was a little bit problematic this day and age, that a man can choose a woman even when she doesn't choose him. It also, for me, you know, I kind of cringed a little bit. It embarrassed um, the other two girls who did step forward. And I felt like, you know, there really should have just have been a little bit more care and consideration for their feelings. But, you know, as a game show at the end of the day, I think that often we forget that as viewers, but they are, you know, chasing that prize. Yeah. And maybe Aaron thought that he could win over, you know, Scottish girl Shannon with you know, his charm. Um, I don't know what his um, thoughts were behind that move. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've had Shannon kicked off the show on the third day. Now, for me, Love Island is all about those connections and you know, really seeing relationships and friendships form. I don't feel that she really got her time on the show. And I think that maybe the show's trying too hard this year with you know recouplings, we've got foot fetishes, we've got toes fucking, <laughs> we've got, I mean you've got it all, you know. I went through, you know, 10 years of relationship in five days. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I feel like they should be having a divorce already. Well, that's the it, thing. I think they've they've turned up the uh the kind of ante this season. And we yeah. were promised, you know, all the previews were saying, is this gonna be, you know, the no the the kind of horniest season yet of Love Island after a year? locked up and in reality the first couple of episodes felt a bit like a dud it felt you know which they often do to be fair to the show it doesn't really heat up until later on um but that you know especially with the surprise dumping so early on you couldn't help as a viewer but think wow you you really you really kind of 
trying confetti explosions instead of like letting us get into the story. Have you felt kind of, you know, by the end of the week, there was a bit of drama with the new arrival um, with Rachel and the kind of, you know, mad recoupling that happened. Do you think it's kind of earned its keep at the end of the week or do you think it's still kind of a, a lukewarm Love Island season? Oh, lukewarm or just freezing cold? I'm not sure <laughs> that. Because, you know, like I said, I need, you know, I need that that love, that connection, that fire, that passion, that sexual tension. Mm. I'm just not getting it. You know, I might be sitting on my couch with a duvet and a pizza in hand. I want them strutting their stuff, showing off, showing what they've got, you know, really selling themselves to each other and, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty, getting to know them. I want to feel like they're friends. Mm. I want to feel like I want to phone them up and be like, babe, he is messing you about. Avoid, <laughs> avoid, avoid, you know ghost him no like leave him yeah yeah I'm, I'm already getting on at the liberty situation but you know we'll leave that for now um but yeah I just feel like there's not really you know it's too much of a game show right now mm -hmm. and I think personally ITV will be quite disappointed that the person that was left single on day three and therefore had to leave was the you know the most touted of them all she had it all um and her instagram ratings continue to fly mm. high so i think you might um hear more from shannon's thing and they might be looking at a way to get her back on the show well just a little plug on the instagram thing you can check out national world for a nice data piece looking and tracking the uh, instagram followers of all the contestants that are entering the villa it's actually quite interesting when you when you when you think the show is built, you know, especially over recent years, to 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 make these people influencers, and what are the purpose of them going on the show? I mean, Shannon, like you said, is a prime example of, you know, how many 200, 300, 400k more followers since she arrived on the show. Um, so let's 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 talk about this topic of the day. You know, already you can hear, for example, yourself, and I know myself, and I know when we're speaking about the show, how invested we become in the couples and the individuals and, and the screaming at the TV that, the, 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 you know, uh, why we love this show so much, but, uh, but what are we looking for in a successful Love Island series? Uh, you know, we're going to try at the end of this to, to have three points and this kind of three box checklist that we think the show needs. Um, so, so what is it to you? What's the number one thing for you, Chelsea, that, that, that you want to see most in Love Island? I want to see, um relatable relationships now by that I don't mean you know I want to be sliding down a water flume sucking someone's toe that you know <laughs> sorry boys don't be sliding in my dms I'm not interested we don't share the same vibe but for me I need to feel like I know these people um I know their situation and that I can get invested. I want to be sitting at nine o'clock at night going, I wonder what has happened today in the villa. You know, is Liberty upset about, you know, the potential new girls who might be a bit of a threat? You know, why is that? I want to be able to kind of read into their situation. And, you know, on top of that, of course, I want, you know, beautiful people. I want a little bit of drama. I want some really good challenges. And I want to see couples thrive in their environment. Yeah, I like that that kind of take on wanting kind of successful relationships because I think it's a little different because I'm not sure about you, but sometimes I watch the show and it's quite easy for me to to pull the classic like, oh, you barely know the person. You've only known them two days and you've had three chats and you're acting like you've you've been married, you know, for for seven years. But I get what you mean because I think you do become invested in the kind of characters and the, the, the kind of cheesy nature of their like love 
Um, and I'm the same. I, 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 you know, I want to see what's going to happen with Liberty and Jake in this season because you can already tell that one thinks one way, one thinks the other. But there's, you know, again, that classic Love Island thing of they're not communicating with each other, which makes you want to scream at the TV. Um, but do you think you you want to watch actual love happen? You know, because that's what they tout. They, the people go in this villa because they want to watch love. But I, I sometimes think it. I, I, I couldn't really care less if they if they actually found love because is it really going to be love? Well, I think that's the thing. I mean, when you look at previous seasons, the likes of Jack and Danny, now they never lasted more than, you know, a couple of months mm. outside of the villa, which is absolutely fine, but we all loved seeing that relationship grow and flourish. And I think that there was something about that type of, you know, relatable couple. They weren't, you know, ripping six-packs and yeah. you know, former models or anything like that. They were really quite genuine folk. Um, and I think that that's why they've done well. And then if you look at, you know, post the show, you've got the likes of um, like Paige and Finn and people like that, who people want to follow because they want it to succeed. Do people also love the drama when, you know, can I have a chat, you know, and Sharon and Aaron getting off. And I mean, don't, I don't mean getting it off, you know, but turning up <laughs> a little bit from when we won. You know, um, well, I think the entire you know, nation heard the uh, heard them getting off after the producers turn up the mic every time they kiss. It's hard not to see them get off. Yeah, but exactly. But you know, they they weren't coupled up in the beginning. So had he been, you know, faithful to his, you know, two day long partner, we wouldn't have seen that more kind of mm. real relationship flourish. So I think that, you know, there, there is a game to be played. We've seen it a million times over. People who don't actually, you know, want to date on the outside, coupling up for to get their hands on that 50 grand. But the viewers don't buy it. Usually, you know, the couples that win the show are the most, you know, together. Yeah. Um, except from, obviously, the series with Molly May where someone came in and three days later they were 50 grand up. <laughs> Just like that. I, what about the the kind of the more raucous nature of it? Because I think, on a personal level, you know, as much as I want to see them do well, is there a part of the show that's appealing because you want to watch them? Well, no, I don't mean you personally, but I mean the audience in the UK. Like, watch them get it on. Watch them have sex. Like, as much as anything, there's never really been anything on TV, and apart from like Big Brother and these other reality TV shows where you have the opportunity to like watch them go into a hideaway and like potentially see the sheets move. Is that one thing that makes the show uh, or another aspect that makes the show so successful? Yeah, I think again, it's that, you know, that relatability that we maybe don't always want to identify with. So mm -hmm. have we all been that young girl or guy, you know, either being chatted up or trying to chat someone up and using the best moves, making the peppermint tea, you know? <gasps> have we all been that young girl who five days into a relationship is like, oh my God, right, that's that, like we've picked out my children's names. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like we have. And we identify with that. And I think that, that is what it's all about. It's about, you know, identifying with that lust, that chemistry, whether you've got it currently or, you know, it's missing in your relationship or, you know, that's how your relationship currently actually started. We mm. all enjoy a little bit of, you know, drama, chemistry and young love. They are all very young. The hormones are raging and it makes for great watching. 
It does make for great watching. I, you know, I, I personally love it when it when it when it starts getting to that. They've all been in the villa for so long, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, would I personally go in there with all the cameras watching and and it be you know my best self and not be nervous? Probably not. But I also didn't sign up for the show, so I think that I, I like it when it reaches that stage and you start hearing more of the stories and and they start becoming themselves and and start um kind of you can tell that they settle in. And that's, that's for example, one reason I wasn't so happy with like the day three dumping of Shannon. Cause I was like, you barely given this person a chance to kind of become herself. And there were, there were kind of media reports that, that happened a couple of days after um, that was, was, you know, insider sources saying that the, the producers weren't particularly happy with the way she's acted on the show so far. She was quite dismissive and kind of hesitant to participate. I'm thinking well, that clearly shows that the producers are after you know, yes, confident people that people, but people that are willing to like, you know, make out when it's the devil challenge straight away. So it clearly shows that the show is looking for like one particular route, you know, and let's have the kind of like raunchy makeout sessions on TV because that's what the British people want to watch. Um, one final checkpoint that we, we kind of hinted at when we were kind of planning this show is, you know, you have the relationships, you have the kind of sex and the, the hormones of young people. Um, is the final one the drama? You know, that's what really gets us chatting about this show. We love, you know, the bitchiness. We love the, the kind of gossip that comes from it. But in the end, the most entertaining moments of Love Island, have they been the screaming fights? Have, they must be, surely. I mean, we do all love the, the drama and the villains, and I think it's really hard now for ITV to you know, allow for an unscripted show to go ahead and mm. to make all those bombshell decisions and then say, you know, this is well within, you know, the ethical practice of the show as a, you know, progressive programme, which is what they've touted themselves as this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there is real questions to be asked about, has it had its time in the sun? Because as viewers, we love the drama, but we can't live with ourselves after it, you know? We love the drama until we see the impact that it has on the contestants, um, and even on, you know, our own kind of mindset towards mm. you know, relationships, we are literally sitting on our sofas egging on people to, you know, argue, to name call, to, you know, give someone a real dressing down. And we also, let's not lie about it, we also love to see a little bit of, you know, relationships flourishing that aren't the people that have coupled up, you know? Yeah. Everybody loves to see a little winch, you know, on the like in the hideout or, you know, at the fire pit when no one's looking and it's like, oh my God, how are they going to tell their other half? Are they going to tell their other half how the recouplings were? You know, we love it. Yeah. But, you know, as it, you know, has it had its time in the sun? That is, you know, the question of the day, the question of this chat. And I, I think on that as well, I think we often because we become so invested of it and I'm thinking like season three to season five, where it really was, you know, kind of the BAFTA award winning reality TV show. It, it, it became so successful that I think it's quite easy to forget that it is a reality TV show. And I wonder whether that's part of the producer's plan um, to make us so invested that you're forgetting that, you know, the chats are orchestrated and that, you know, again, we're only seeing like, a microscopic bit of their day and the chats they have and it you know it, it's it's 
performed and, and portrayed in such a way that we become so invested in it that we think it's real life when in reality it's really not and you know like you said like we love the drama we love watching it we egg you know we're sitting on our couches we're screaming at them just saying go on you know go on have a chat with her and and you know like go behind your you know the person you're coupled up was back but i find it quite like refreshing sometimes to just sit back and go like well you know they're doing that for my own entertainment and if anything, I've just you've just got to kind of remember sometimes that it is a reality TV show. A lot easier said than done. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like you said, it, it's taken because it's become so successful. Has the show's success become its worst enemy because people have believed it so much and got so invested in it? Has it now reached a point where it is becoming dangerous because suddenly it goes from, oh well, you know, they should have said that to someone else, or Chloe entered the villa, for example. And then death threats were sent to the person because Shannon was left. Is that a victim of its own success? Now, what I would say about the death threat situation is that you, you know, the ITV producers who, you know, call the shots on this show, at the end of the day, they, you know, they can't preempt death threats. And it is the minority of people who watch this who go to those lens to track people down and to threaten them you know whether they are men or they are kind of made you know as ingest as you can make death threats I don't think that the full responsibility can lie at the producers doors but I do think that they can create a narrative where they do pitch people against one another and that is an issue that the show needs to address or at least don't try and pretend that you are something that you are not. You know, don't try and pretend that you fit into this progressive narrative. If really you just love to, you know, put 12 cracking looking people in a villa, give them unlimited amount of sunshine, alcohol and new outfits, you know, make them feel really horny and then say, yeah, but we didn't mean for them to, you know, upset one another. That was never what we were looking for. Well, what kind of show are you looking for then? Yeah. What I would say is, you know, contestants, producers and viewers need to be aware of their own decision making. And I think viewers also need to be aware of you know, the the reality of the reality show, which is that these are young people who clearly do want to be influencers. You know, let's call it what it is. They're not just on here to find love. Mm -hmm. They are on here to win money, to make a name for themselves and to hopefully, you know, increase that Insta following and get some sponsors. Um, But they are not therefore at the, you know, at the hands of, criticism and nastiness and name calling because at the end of the day if you wouldn't like it you shouldn't put it on someone else either um but i don't think that you can say that it's all up to the producers i think that you know everyone needs to Mm -hmm. take some responsibility for their own actions and how they air their views and if you know a show upsets you so much that you're going online to give someone death threats then maybe you should not watch that show and you should look more into yourself and your own relationship with yourself the 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 one thing we also discussed from that, and this is a topic that we would will be discussing through the weeks on our Love Island Sunburn with National World. But you know, yes, it's not the producer's fault. We've also got to look and put point the mirror in our face and think, well, am I right to think that way? You know, yes, people take it too far, but is there a form of of judgment that we're forming as viewers? 
but also can this show exist anymore with the kind of social media landscape that exists anymore? Is it the right thing for ITV to put on a show that at some times is that blatantly producing, you know, villain narratives and, and pointing the finger at people and, you know, having edits that are doing what like happened to Megan Barr and Hanson, you know, a couple of years ago where it was just like this, this, this person's the villain of it all. So, you know, is it right for it, for ITV to produce such a show that, they they know will get viewers, but they also know is going to have such a harsh social media backlash. Well, for me, Ian, I think that there is a progressive narrative that they could take. Now, I think I think it's a bit of a shock, really, that they said that about Shannon. You know, not willing to participate because mm. for me, Un- unconfirmed, by the way, this was this is a kind yeah, of so yeah. So, yeah, we would just like to clarify that. Um, but at the end of the day. What she did do was go into that villa fresh faced. So she wasn't, you know, dolled up to the nines. Um, far different from how she appears on the likes of her Instagram. Um, you know, you had women of, you know, slightly more varied sizes this year. Um, I'm yet to see, you know, someone who I would describe as, as plus size on the show. Um, but that is something that they could look to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe having more honest and open conversations about sexual health, sexual taboos, you know, we've seen just by chance someone saying, I'm quite into that, you know, that, I like that. Um, But, you know, it does make for great TV, you know, the Twitter memes, you know, we live for it. But at the end of the day, it could really represent some real real healthy conversation on primetime TV about, you know, what is the next generation talking about when it comes to sex and relationships and you know love island are not flying the flag for that right now but they could so it's about a changing narrative and moving with the times and they just need to maybe get that right and fine tune that and not say that they are representing that when currently i don't feel like they are but how do you feel about it ian i i I think that's a really interesting point i really like the notion that you know, it's such a great platform, you know, you know, yes, the viewership's down, but that is also to do with the fact that, you know, it premiered well, you know, there was 7 million viewers watching Magic Monday at the Euros, Wimbledon's been on, Andy Murray's returned, although he's out now, but, um, you know, he was having a fantastic uh, showing at Wimbledon. So there's been a lot of hurdles in a way. Um, And something that we'll discuss further on in the weeks is, you know, whether COVID's had an impact on the show, uh, whether people care that much about, because we've watched so so much TV in the the last year, whether they really want to sit down and commit eight weeks of their life. Um, But, you know, I don't think the show has to all right cancel. Do I believe the show has a, a longevity you know, like Big Brother did? No, because I, I actually think people will get bored of of the of the um, of the the format. Um, but I think you're right. I think for this show to succeed in this kind of era that we're in now, they need to be more forward thinking. They need to be, you know, sometimes way less vain and way less arrogant about what the format is and what the success of the show is. You know, because I think we're now starting to see that people don't just want to see chiseled bodies, you know, as a man that isn't a chiseled body. Yes. Do I like watching it? Well, you know, I'm all right, but yes. Do, do I like watching it? But you are more than oh, all right. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop, stop it. <laughs> but I mean, I think the point is, is that, you know, 
again, something we'll talk about is, is this representation? What really, is this, is this really what we want to see on TV now? Could they make further steps there? You know, I think you're right. It's a great platform The show has a lot of potential, but in its current format, it's starting to seem dinosaur. It's starting to seem like something that is becoming less of a progressive, entertaining reality show and more like something where week after week you can go, oh, you know, is that really the right thing you should be doing on TV? And is it really coming to this length? Let's very quickly round this off. And if we have that free bullet point checklist with uh, relationships and love, sex and drama, does this season have the attributes? I think it's got the makings of a, a very good show. I think they need to look more inward um, and, you know, kind of reframe, you know, slow down a bit. You know, mm -hmm. this is an eight-week-long love affair. We don't need <laughs> it all, you know? You don't need to come off early. I know, you it's, know? it's like no one car right that. away. No one likes it when people explode early. I'm just putting it out there, you know? <laughs> It's also, boys, don't slide down to my DMs. I'm not into it. So for me, like, yeah, do you know what? Slow down, put the brakes on, let's communicate. Mm -hmm. And what about you the know, cast? Let's do you do sure about this and let's, you know, give people time for those tensions to rise. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean sexual tensions. You know, people need to get to know each other. They need to actually get people's vibe. They need to feel something and but, know, is, but is that good tv chelsea you know that's the thing i mean yes i i personally would like to see more relationships flourish when they're not just having conversations about i don't know there was one on monday night about actually to be honest uh it was it rachel's the new girl that came in something like overwhelmingly refreshing about her being on was how like the conversations we were having had a bit more like i mean slightly more depth to what they normally have you know like what's your favorite color it was more just like I like someone in the kitchen and this is the food I like, even though she got cockavan right or wrong. <laughs> God, it's chicken, not dark. But, it, it, you know, sometimes it can be boring watching these relationships flourish over time. Do you, so, you know, do you think it's the right thing for them in some sense to make it more entertaining if they know they don't have the viewers? I think for such a risky show, they don't take a lot of risks, you know, they stick to the same format and it has become outdated. Mm. Um, now, what I would say then is that they're probably a little bit scared to, you know, and dare I say it, throw in someone a little bit, you know, larger, a little bit different, yeah. you know, it brings a different narrative that shakes things up. They're thinking, no, everyone likes, you know, blonde, slim, blue eyes, you know, or, you know, tall, dark and handsome. But at the end of the day, if you don't take risks, you'll never know. And it's like that in any relationship. And the viewers have a relationship with the show. But if you take those risks and they don't work out, then maybe that relationship is over. And we have to, you know, call it a day with yeah. Love Island. Maybe there is room for a different show with a different set Absolutely. up and, you know, more expressive but yeah i would say for a show that wants to be so risky and so horny maybe you should take some more risks <laughs> i i couldn't agree with you more and that's why i'm hoping with all these conversations even though it's a bit weird to learn about foot fetishes every episode it seems to be like countless mentions of toes which is like <laughs> i find myself going like why why is this happening and why does it always go over the jake and he's just pulling a face you know um yeah, but, I'm, I'm really like yeah. <laughs> keep, keep yeah, going. i'm like my goodness like 
what what football's on right now. I don't want to watch. <laughs> Chase Channel. Um, well, that's that. Uh, the show does have legs, but I agree with you. I think it needs to take more risks if it's really going to kind of capture the public's imagination this year. If you would like to let us know your thoughts on our chat so far, or if you would like to give us any ideas of conversations you would like us to have, then please do get in touch. You can find our Twitter handles um, in the show notes or comment in the comment section below. Um, be sure to check out the National World website for more um, stats, recaps, and everything you need to know about Love Island Series 7 so far. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week on Love Island Sunburn.